The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And this evening, I have a very special guest. Your pal, Austin, is in the building. How are you doing tonight, Austin? I'm so good. I'm so excited to be here. For sure, man. That's what I like to hear. And I, I want to thank you again for making time uh, and being open to share your story. I know it's not easy for everybody, so I definitely appreciate it, man. Thank you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And for the folks out there who are unfamiliar with the flow of the show, we do some intro questions, some warm-up questions just to set the tone. And then afterwards, we'll jump into the Wheel of Fate. And then after that, we'll finish it off with some closeout questions. How's that sound to you, Austin? Sounds amazing. <laughs> All right, for sure, man. Well, my very first question for you is, how have you been? Like, honestly, you've been doing well. You've been doing great. How you been, man? I've been all right, you know? I feel like I'm closing out the year okay. You know, I wanted to close out the year well with work, and I think it's closing out okay. December's tough for me. I think for a lot of people, it's tough. And uh, I'm in Utah right now, and, like, I... The reason I like living in Southern California is I love having like a 60 degree winter. I love that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and like I'm out here, like it's, it's about to, there's a blizzard coming, which means tomorrow I'm gonna have to drive in the snow. And like, I just, I grew up here and like, I don't like doing the, the black ice on the road and, you know, so, but I, other than that, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. For sure, man. For sure. I, I know you you said December can be tough for folks. It is horrible for me, man. I uh you know, I have all these goals, especially like I'm I'm not gonna lie to you, even my fitness goals and whatnot. But November, December, I pretty much just tell myself, fuck it, you know, like I'm all I'll start fresh in January. It'll, it'll be fine. Okay. It's not the end of the world if I if I don't, you know, count my calories today. Uh but yeah, now I hear you. Yeah, since we set this arbitrary line of like 12 months is a year and like that's when it's a complete cycle, everything's arbitrary. Obviously, it's based around seasons and it's pretty accurate, uh, but it still feels like sometimes like you're limping toward the finish line of something and you're like, I just need to get over the finish line and then it's fresh in January. It's fresh. And I can got a fresh set of downs here, but it's like it's all the same stuff, but it's <laughs> me mentally, you know? Yeah. Do, do you think... Um like the concept of time can be reworked or because i feel like the reason why i feel this way or i go with the seasons is because from you know the day we're born this is what we're told you know fall spring summer winter um and we're we're in this routine that was kind of built for us you know um you think maybe one day we could kind of be like well let's not count it let's not or switch it up you know what do you think of that <laughs> I definitely think we can and should get rid of daylight savings time. <laughs> I definitely am like, whatever, what, what the hell is that? What are we like? It's like, it changes. And then what happens? It changes back. Okay. <laughs> so it doesn't actually change. No, no, it changes for a little bit. And then you change it back. Yeah. We just change it back to where it was. Uh, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> No, I got like, you. Yeah. I'm one of those people who don't even, I haven't changed my clocks yet, man. So a lot of yeah. people get annoyed with me. They, they get that anxiety of like, damn, man, it's like, it's really an hour before. I'm like, I don't care. You know, it, it's something that I can tell my tell myself that, you know, it's not eight, it's seven o'clock. But, uh, you know, a lot of folks can get bothered by it sometimes. Um, 
you mentioned work. So I only know you through your work on social. Is that work for you or is that, you know, just your, your side thing? That's my work. Um, this, this year, 2021 was my first full year of full-time, uh, content creation and all that stuff. And, uh, and you know, for my first full year, it didn't go terribly. It went okay. So it was kind of an exciting year. I've, I've never attempted something like this to kind of go into business for myself and, and be sort of like completely beholden to myself of like i'm gonna do as w- as well as i can whatever i can put into this is how well i'm gonna do and it went okay i i i mean i you know i was working at a restaurant in la before this year and then well the pandemic hit and i went on furlough so a lot of 2020 i was on unemployment and that's when i started ramping up my content creation more because i was just sitting at home doing nothing and uh by 2021, I just quit the restaurant altogether, and you know, I, I made like over twice what I made in a year at the restaurant this year. So I'm like, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, you know, definitely, yeah. definitely one of my heroes, man. I'm trying to get to that point where you know this this thing can like sustain me, um, but you know, yeah. I'm still doing the balancing act of a day job and side hustle. But that's yeah. great, man. Definitely happy for you. I hope, uh, you know, 2022 just uh, you know, continues that ride. Um, Want to ask, where, where do you see this like going for you? Do you, do you? Are you happy with just making content or do you want it to become bigger? Well, the whole idea, I mean, I, I, I started, I, I have a podcast called People Pleaser with Austin Archer. And I started the podcast before anything even happened on social media. I had like, you know, like, Twelve hundred followers on Instagram, and and that, they were all my friends and family, and people that I'd like done plays with and stuff. And then I I started this podcast, and I had like three hundred followers for the podcast, and like fifty weekly downloads. And I just was like doing it for nobody. And then I I had a hit on TikTok, like a lot of people have had, because that TikTok is just designed to make people go viral. And I saw this avenue of being like, oh, I can really, if I can put a lot of energy into this. I can really use this to market myself as an artist because my ultimate goal of being in LA is like, I want, I want to be able to do work on my own terms. I want to be able, I want to make a movie. I want to, you know, I want to tell my own stories. I want to like make the kind of art that I want to make. I'm a musician. I want to um, make my own music videos and stuff. And so like, I do do all that stuff but it's just getting an audience for it that's hard. And so I've always seen social media as an avenue to like being more of a showcase of what I can bring to the table for bigger show business projects. I got you. Um, And uh, I, I would hope that I'm not still doing just internet content in five years. And that's not to disparage new media or internet content. I think that there's a lot of people who sort of look down their nose at new media and internet content creators. And they sort of look at it as this sort of lesser medium. And I just don't like God. YouTube's been around for, you know, over 15 years and people have been making a good living on YouTube (laughs) for that whole time. And I think it's about time that the entertainment industry at large stops with this whole game of sort of like condescending to internet creators and like i just saw this snl skit um this last week where like the skit was someone scrolling through their tiktok feed and they were just doing like a bunch of 
condescending examples of TikToks. And it was sort of just like one of those skits, like when they did Gen Z hospital, where it's just super <laughs> out of touch. And you're just mm. sort of like, you're like, guys, what are you butthurt about that? Like people are watching TikTok more than they're watching your shitty show. Like, and, and the thing is, is like the tropes that they're showing in that skit exist. And I scroll through my TikTok feed every day and I see bad content. Of course, bad content exists and like cheesy content. And I see people who are vapid and self-obsessed and all of that stuff. But like, that's not why I'm on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok to consume content and va of vapid people and bad content. I'm on there because there's some really good stuff on there. There's people who have really good, a really clear voice, who have a really clear perspective. There's people who are like making genuinely good cinema on TikTok where like it's well edited, it's well written, it's well acted and it's three minutes, but it's good. And, uh, and I see people on there where I'm like, if someone saw this and gave you the reins to a Hollywood movie, you'd probably knock it out of the park. And I think it's just an avenue for people, musicians, artists of all kinds to sort of showcase themselves and say like, it's like, I think my TikTok page is a better acting reel than any demo reel I could ever put together of me doing guest stars on TV shows and stuff. Like all my actual acting reel is, is me with celebrities. It's like, ooh, look at me acting next to this celebrity. But I'm, but I'm like, if you really want to see what I look like on camera, go watch my TikTok page. Like that's what I look like on camera. That's, that's me doing my thing. That's my style of humor. That's my style of of acting that I think that's what makes me interesting in a project. So if you want to cast me in your TV show or movie, like what, watch my TikTok. That's what I'll, that's what I'll do, you know? So I'm hoping that it generates more work in that direction. For sure. For sure. It's, it's yeah. like you're honing your skills. Um, yeah. And then, you know, everything that you do on your own, you could pretty much prove it to somebody. If someone is asking for proof about what you can do, you can be like, hey, just watch my TikTok. Uh, yeah. You know, I feel like such an old fart uh, for almost being resistant to TikTok. And it's like it's because it's maybe I don't want to be sucked in as a consumer, as as somebody who likes to create. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like it's it is it happens to me on Instagram and I've been st like stuck on Instagram just because, you know, uh, it's what I know. But I know TikTok is here and it's not going in away anytime soon. But yeah. I don't know if uh, you can prove me if I'm wrong, too, or tell me if I'm wrong. Setting this podcast where I feel like my audience is a little bit of, of the older generations. Um, is it worth it for me to get on TikTok? And and we could talk about this off, off camera, too, because if you have tips for me, I'd love, <laughs> I'd love to hear them. <laughs> I might be biased, but yeah, like okay. it's just it to me. My opinion of TikTok is it's kind of the top of the funnel. You know, the Internet's a, a funnel where like everything's coming from somewhere. Like everything's like all the memes are being shared, like a lot of times like memes start on Imgur or Reddit and then they get bounced around on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and, and they go through that funnel. I think for videos and the style of humor that we're seeing or the style of like trends, uh, things that people are talking about in the zeitgeist, the top of the funnel right now is TikTok. And it's not just... I, me saying it makes it sound like it's this kind of vapid, you know, trend machine that's all about just what's the latest trending dance or the latest trending song. Um, but there's so much more to TikTok than just that. There are people who are 
building all kinds of little niches for what they do and they have their own little tv show on tiktok and i think you probably have a good amount of established content from this podcast that it would be pretty easy for you to just cut up clips of like one minute or to two minutes or three minutes of this podcast and just throw up a clip up every single day and eventually i think the way that tiktok works it's built for discoverability i think it would only build your audience base i think you want to have in today's internet content creation game a foothold on at least three or four platforms like you want to have somewhat of a foothold on twitter instagram youtube and probably tiktok as well it just it just helps to up the you know circulation of your stuff and you probably have a, a big backlog of content that you could throw up there so all right i mean you know what i heard there was you telling me not to be lazy <laughs> uh, but yeah it's some definitely something i'm working on but uh thank you for the push i i know it's something that i like i w wish i could just focus on instagram and youtube and focus on that but i know i have to get with it or else i'm gonna get left behind kind of feeling you know um yeah gotcha well i don't want to spend too much time on the first question let's move on to some warm-up questions real quick uh, my first warm-up question for you is what do you what do you want the audience to know about you i know you've mentioned some few things but is there anything else you'd like them to know about you before we start getting into more questions uh i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing can i swear on your show absolutely don't censor yourself <laughs> don't censor yourself I, yeah uh i you know <clears throat> this year's been weird because i've done a lot of these shows i've done a lot of uh, podcasts where i'm answering questions like this and i feel like I hear myself talking sometimes and I sound like one of those, like a finance bro or someone who's like, this is what you got to do with your life. And this is how you maximize your inner earnings. And like, and I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. I got lucky and I found a, a little bit of a, an opening on TikTok, and I hit it hard. And I, <clears throat> in the last year, you know, I've grown up to about just under a million followers on TikTok, but like, I, anytime a video of mine goes viral, I don't know why. And anytime a video flops, I don't know why. And every time a, a, a brand deal goes through and it works out, I don't know why. And every time it doesn't work out, I don't know why. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying stuff and I'm just showing up. So if anyone's listening to this thinking, this guy's so full of himself, he like I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just trying my best. <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. I think everybody kind of like no matter where we are we're, we're all just trying our best um whether we like to admit it or not uh, but you know it, it takes some skill man i think a lot of you know what you're doing and the success that you've had so far has to come from you know that the, your talent you know you, you have something there that's continuing to push and you're creating with it and people are gravitating towards it but so maybe you don't know what you're doing but you got something that people don't have right now at least or haven't found it for themselves um and it's a beautiful thing to see man like i for the folks out there this is the first time we're talking um and in in some ways you're somebody i look up to you know in uh oh. in this whole realm uh but yeah so i appreciate that that's nice of you to say for sure man for sure uh <clears throat> and especially you know you're, you're continuing to do it with your true personality which i think a lot of people get can get caught up trying to play the game and change who they are just to fit the mold um you know 
right before I uh, jumped on this this call, uh, I was doing a live stream on TikTok, and someone asked the last question. Someone asked was, "What's your life philosophy?" And I just said, "Be yourself," because. Uh, and I think that's the way I approach my art. It's the way that I approach the, it's the way I've always approached stuff. I've never really been a person who can, who, I, I'm no good at pretending to be anyone other than myself. Um, but I think that that is sort of the brand that I'm presenting. If I'm presenting any brand is like, it's just me. And I kind of think that people in like, people get a lot with trying to be something that they think the audience wants people go far with that i think that what you're setting yourself up for if that's the, the route you're gonna go is you're gonna get so burnt out on that so quick because that's a hard act to hold up if you're if your whole shtick is that you're pretending to be someone that you're not and you're getting popular for it good luck doing that for the rest of your life and like trying to mold yourself into this thing this this persona that you created I think you'd rather succeed as yourself, succeed or fail as yourself than anyone else. So yeah, I, like I'm glad that I'm always I'm always happy when people tell me who are watching my content that they feel like I'm coming across as genuine because I'm like, well, that's good because that's sort <laughs> of my underlying philosophy of what I do is like I got to just come at it from a perspective of like what feels right to me and what feels true to me uh for better or worse, you know. Oh man. Yeah. And uh, that's definitely something I'm, I work with uh, students at a high school right now. Uh, and yeah, man, I'm trying to create a program where they can feel like, because, you know, they're very heavily influenced with the TikTok and, and streaming Twitch. Um, and I want to help push them, whoever's thinking about it, to just do it. Right. Like, I feel they're holding themselves back because they don't know the character, who they are in the first place. And right now they're more concerned about what character they can be to, for other people but like you said it's all about just being yourself like the brand is you if you can be honest with yourself and know who you are um mm -hmm. but yeah that, let me jump into the second question because we're gonna right. continue it on um if i were to do something in your honor uh, a way to express the energy that you bring what what could i do <laughs> i love that question that's such a cool uh, way to phrase the, uh, a question. Um, I think that I just said it. Like, I think that the best thing that I want from people who are doing this work um, and who are trying to be creators or trying to build an audience, trying to make content that is meaningful and that is that is adding something of value to the world is like, please, for the love of God, be honest. Please, for the love of God, be yourself. Like, be, be genuine. We need to see you we don't need to see your interpretation of what you think we're looking for to see so like the best way that any person who's doing this could honor me is to like give me the best version of what they do or what they think is special about them what they think is unique about them and you know i think also figuring that out is a process like people sometimes are like i don't really know i don't know what makes me special i don't really know what's interesting about me and sometimes it's a process of like figuring out what it is about me in the, in a space where I'm trying to garner an audience or something that is interesting to look at, to listen to, what it is about my perspective. Anybody who phrases a question like that, what could I do to honor you? That's an interesting person. Like, like I'm, you know, so already I'm like, yeah, you see, you already seem like you're doing it. You're, you're coming at this whole thing from a very genuine perspective 
appreciate that, man. I, I, yeah, I, I try to do it too, man. I think yeah. this podcast, um, I've only been doing it for less than a year. It's almost going to be a year soon. But um, yeah, the biggest thing for me was like, I was really trying to figure out what was like what my place was in life. You know, I guess through quarantine and Corona, it was like, you know, I don't want to be working for somebody forever. Um, and, you know, I had that time during quarantine to do a bunch of my old hobbies as a kid. Like every month it felt like I was, you know, doing something I would do as a kid. And what it led up to kind of for me was that I know that I just love having good conversations with people. Um, you know, I, I think that has to do a little bit. I grew up an only child. So like everybody to me was like a stranger. And, you know, just getting to know their story was something I did when I was young. And yeah, something I could bring into in a, to adulthood where, you know, I have these conversations with you and all the other folks that have been guests. And it's been really fulfilling. And I hope everybody out there can kind of find find that for themselves as well. Uh, that's exactly how I feel about doing a podcast. I, I just got, celebrated two years of my show and my podcast. And I started it because I just, for that exact reason, I was like, I just like talking to people. And uh, and my, I, my friend who's my audio engineer who mixes and masters my show, he he would always ask me, Vic, but what's special about your show? What about your show makes it different from the other shows? And my answer to him was always like, me. Because like, I'm, I, that's it. Like my show is just a podcast. There's a million podcasts of people just talking to each other. I'm, I'm not going to reinvent the wheel on how to do a podcast. I'm not going to come up with a concept that's like so revolutionary. The, the only thing that makes a difference is, is it's just like, it's just me. So if people like listening to me and the way that I work through things, then they might like my show. And if they don't like the way that I work through things, then like, that's fine that there's a million other podcasts they can listen to. And For so, sure. yeah. No, I got you. Congratulations on, on your two years, man. Thanks. <laughs> um, so for your podcast, is a, let me ask you about that. What's kind of like the theme of it? Are you just interviewing folks too, like like yep. I am? Or? Different people every episode. And usually there's a topic. There's so like every episode is like, this is what we're talking about. It's a super title. And the, ti- you know, the, the episode is like, we're talking about, uh, you know, the police. We're going to talk about the institution of the police. We're going to talk about critical race theory. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, gender. We're going to talk about brains. We're going to talk about dreams. We're going to talk, you know, so, and then I just have a person on who I've either found on social media or who I know personally, who I know works in that space or has good information on that space or who I know is just passionate about that topic. And we just sort of get into it and we just, you know, talk about that thing. So, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't, I have, I have friends too, who always ask me what, like what's special about my podcast and how I can make it a little more, I guess my, I don't have titles yet, yet for my episodes either. It's just you, you know, I'll put your name out there because that's what, that's all I want people to know about you until they actually listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm, I'm still trying to figure out my strategies and everything, but all I know is that I'm doing what feels right. And sometimes I'll do something that feels right. And then as soon as I do it for that episode, I'm like, oh, that was totally off. And, you know, I don't continue on doing it. Uh, but, yeah, you know, it's just that learning process. Um, yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you about was, uh, you know, we were talking about being real and being true. In your experience, in like right now, how much percentage would you say the world is being real versus being, I, don't, I wouldn't say fake, but, you know, trying to be a character for other people? Oh, geez, that's tough, you know. Um, I think a lot of people are 
consuming content and media from people who aren't being real. Mm. You know, I think the majority of people in the world are consumers and are consuming the stuff that's being put out, myself included. I'm a consumer. Um, and I think that, and the proof is just in the numbers. I think that just like the, the less genuine and the more sort of generalized and easily consumable and, and le in, inoffensive and uncontroversial a piece of media or content is, the more likely it is to have a wider appeal and more people will consume it. But like, yeah, I, I don't know, like, that's a really hard question because I think that like what I see in my corner of the internet is a lot of people who are really, really invested in trying to be genuine trying to be real. Mm. I, you know, like I'm in recovery. I'm, I'm three and a half years sober. And like, I deal with people who are their goal of their life is to get real because the problem, one of the biggest problems that we had is that we couldn't be honest with people that we like, I, I used to lie about everything. I used to lie about like, things that just didn't need to be lied about. I would just sort of like exaggerate stupid numbers, like just, you know, talking to someone about like, how many cookies did you eat yesterday? And I ate four and I would say like, I ate two, you know? And it's like, why not just say four? What do you like, wh what is the, and I would just, everything was a lie. And um, so I think that, and I was always striving for honesty. I always like really, really believed in honesty, but I just sort of was incapable of it. And so now I like almost am too honest, but, uh, but I think there are a lot of people who want authenticity and something that's genuine. It's also a question of intelligence because I also think that there's a lot of people who like what's true to them and what's genuine to them is being a white supremacist. And so, and I think that that is like a matter of social intelligence where like you haven't opened yourself up to and you haven't been willing to criti criticize the ways that you were raised enough to sort of break that cycle in within yourself and deprogram that um so you're not being like disingenuous when you're being racist or white supremacist like that's who you are but you are being like kind of stupid and you're not mm. being you're not like you're not being galaxy brain enough about it you're not thinking big enough about it you're not being critical enough about it um so i think a lot of these consumers are more or less living genuine lives but they're consuming a lot of content from people who are not producing genuine content a lot of the, going into the white supremacist thing it's like you know one of the biggest criticisms that people on the political right in america have of the of the left is that we believe everything we read in the news and stuff but like they get all of their information from these very sensationalized bad news sources from people who are liars like and we have proof we're like hey this person's lying to you they this person doesn't like you this person we have text messages where this person is like lying they're they, they're saying this and then they're going coming on tv and telling you this and so i think that people striving to be genuine consuming content from people who are lying uh kind of muddies the waters of this question 
I think the majority of people are striving for honesty and authenticity. And there is a minority of people in a position of power who have media outlets and who have the ability to get people's ear who are knowingly being disingenuous, who are lying and and pumping people full of bad information and stuff. And then there's like pop stars and, you know, people like the Paul brothers and stuff like that on YouTube who, I don't know if they're knowingly being disingenuous. I think that they're just sort of like not smart enough to actually be a, a like a real person. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, does that answer the question? <laughs> it, it, it does. It does. It's, it's, it's a, it yeah. made me realize a lot of things. And, um, you know, one of the things that crossed my mind was like, in that question, it really should be like, um, who are they in front of? You know, when they're being disingenuous versus, you know, trying to play a character, uh, yeah. you know, some, sometimes. But that's also another like there's another layer to that. Like, are who are we really real with? Is it our friends? Is it our family? Is it because sometimes that people can be playing a character for those groups of people as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the the energy I've been trying to put out there because um, I've lied too. I was I don't know. Have you seen that movie 8-Bit Christmas? Not not a plug or anything, but <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it or not. No, I haven't seen it, but I know of it. It's on okay. HBO Max, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's there's like this whole thing. If you haven't seen it, um, they go through like different different types of like kids when they're when they're young. And one of the kids was like the, uh, the pathological liar who lie mm -hmm. about everything. Like I know this. And I would admit this. I was one of those kids back back in the day. I used to yeah. tell my kids like, oh, I mean, tell my kids, tell my yeah. friends like, oh, I went to space camp, even though I didn't. Or, you know, I, I did something, did something to impress them. Um, and I can't, I can't, I've never asked them. And I want to, if, if you're out there and you're listening, I want to ask you what you thought <laughs> after I said these lies. Like, did you believe me or did you just be like, man, he, here he goes again talking this shit. Um, but yeah, so going i'm not gonna lie to you man i kind of miss, miss lost my point going to that story uh, no i think that people relate to that i think people i think a lot of people have stories where they're like i don't know why i lied about that thing and i think authenticity and, and honesty is like i said it's something a lot of people want and if you ask them like do you care about authenticity or honesty? I bet if you did a poll and asked people how important is authenticity and honesty to you, that you'd get like 90% back saying very important. But like when it actually comes to what does that look like in your life? How do you practice being an honest person and all that? Like it gets complicated because people lie for different reasons. Sometimes you omit truths to spare feelings and stuff like that. And, to, and, and there's different kinds of, and then you get used to justifying different kinds of half truths or partial truths for different, you can tell yourself stories about things. And so the actual practice of being like a genuine person is, is difficult, you know? For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I've always, always like admired people who can tell the truth, even though it's not, probably not the best thing to say, or like people who don't spare feelings. Cause I, I, I am a nice guy and I try to spare feelings as much as I can. Uh, so yeah. when I see folks are, who are able to tell it how it is and still get like where the hurt feelings don't matter as much. And that person actually appreciates the honesty. Uh, that's something I've been working on. I'm trying to get to that level of not caring, but also like showing that this is how I care is by telling you 
how it is or like you got a booger in your nose you know (laughs) 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 shit like that but uh all right man well let's jump into this last question of the warm-up uh and it is on a scale from one to ten how well do you know yourself i'm getting to know myself better day by day um I think that three, four years ago, it's like a five, you know, like a five, maybe six. I think uh, these days I'm hovering around like an eight, eight point five. You know, I'm getting up there. Uh, how, yeah. how, how would you? What? What kind of growth did you have to get from like a five to eight point five? Well, like I said, I I got sober and I had to look at what were the reasons why I was drinking and using drugs the way I was using them? I had to sort of look at that and go like, Hey, what's, what's going on here? It's not, and it's not just because I have maybe an allergy to alcohol and it makes it so that I can't only have one drink. I have to have 15. Um, but really looking at like, what's going on there? Like, what am I, why am I trying so hard to numb myself out so regularly? And then reevaluating like what do I value in life like what's important to me and um, figuring out how to become a kind of the kind of person that I like and that I think is a worthwhile person because when I was drinking and using I like really didn't like myself and that's a hard space to be in where you like really don't have a a good regard for yourself you just really like kind of think you're a piece of shit and um when people would say like, yeah, you need to learn to love yourself. I'd be like, yeah, you don't know me. Like I'm a bad guy. So like, I don't like, I'm a loser. I'm a failure. I'm a, you know, and, um, I think getting outside of sort of that shame spiral and and self-hatred spiral and starting to do esteemable acts and starting to invest my time in like acts of service and, um, and trying to be just, really trying to have a goal every day of like being a better person, like actually trying to live a life where like my intention every day is to like help people if I can, to listen better, to be more accountable for my words and for my actions, to take responsibility when I've done something wrong, to be honest with people about the way that I'm feeling, to be, to communicate directly with people. Um, It's really just daily efforts to like one day at a time, be a better person and i still um i still fuck up all the time and i still uh don't do any of it perfectly but yeah it's a it's sort of a process of like what i've what i've learned over the last three and a half years three three and a half four years is um that the work of becoming a mentally healthier person a person who likes themselves a person who feels like they have um exciting things in their lives and stuff like that is it's not a quick fix. It's not a pill. It's not a, it's not a, a, a few sessions with a therapist and I'm good. It's daily work. It's just like daily, daily uncovering new layers of, of depth and truth and, uh, and being willing to show up for that work and being willing to be patient with it and know that it's not all going to just come at once and that it's not, um, and that it's going to be, frustrating at times because they're i i want faster results and i want i want to have even more self-knowledge and i want to be even more enlightened you know but uh yeah just so just doing little things like daily little things 
I, I got you, man. You know, the reason yeah. why I chuckled there was, uh, you know, a long time in my life, especially in my 20s, uh, I kept telling myself, oh, one day there's going to be this switch that just flips. And, you know, I'm going to be able to have better discipline. I'm going to be more motivated to, to do, to follow my passion and dreams. But, but I think you're right, man. I think, like, I don't think I'm out of the woods yet. I am, it's one of those daily things where every day is kind of a struggle. Um, I'm not sober myself. I'm, right now I'm sober, but I'm just saying, like, I still struggle yeah. with that too. And am I fooling myself to tell, <laughs> I've been going by this motto of like, you know, everything in balance, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Would you would you say I'm fooling myself or <laughs> can, can, can I? I can't say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it, like that's that's completely up to you. But I like, mm. I definitely know that I, I was trying to find that. I was like, I just need to like calm down here. I just need to like get to a place where like I'm a little bit more balanced. I have more of a work and social life balance where like I'm, I'm still drinking, but I'm not drinking as like I I thought that when I turned thirty things would calm down. I was like, I'm gonna calm down, and it just. You know, like anytime I tried to tone down my drinking and my drug use, it was almost like there was a, a backlash effect where I would start using more because I'd be like, oh no, like <laughs> I, I've, I've slowed down or something, you know, and, and um, so I, I don't, you know, I definitely have met people who are capable of finding the kind of balance that you're talking about and the kind of moderation and um, self-control that you're talking about. And so I'm like, hey, if you can find that, if you can find, if you can genuinely look at your life and say like, this is manageable, I'm managing this. I I am finding the right times to indulge in a few extra drinks because I'm at a friend's wedding and it's a nice event and I don't have anything to do tomorrow. And me and my friends are gonna share a toast together and, we're like, and I'm gonna have maybe a few more drinks than I would normally have because these are the rare nights that I'm gonna, you know, like, if you can do that, if you can and, and live life that way and have it not be something that is affecting you negatively, then I say, go get it. You know, I miss For the sure. hell out of um, booze a lot of times, especially when I'm with friends at special times like that, where I'm like, I would love to just like share a bottle of whiskey with my buddies right now in at this moment, you know, but I, my problem with my personal problem was I just, I, um, I just couldn't get it together. I just couldn't drink uh, responsibly. And every time I drank, I just did really, really irresponsible things. And I just, you know, at a certain point, it was just not manageable, you know? So, I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First, uh, thank you for, for sharing that, like mm. sharing that side of your story. Um, you know, I think it's something hard that people, people who, who try to find that discipline or, you know, try to try to sober up, I mean, I know the struggle, so it it's a it's pretty crazy. Um, but you know, my my dad, he was he was one of those guys who who had to get sober at a certain point in my life, and it was just crazy to see him kind of go through it, and also see how it affected his life. Um, but I know it can be done, and I think it's just one of the wish me luck, man. Uh, I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, <laughs> oh, I times. got you. <laughs> yeah, you you got all my luck, you know, and uh, I'm you know. If you ever need someone to talk about it outside the podcast, reach out, you know, I'm happy sure, to man. talk about it. Yeah. Will do. I appreciate that. Uh, well, just a little heads up, man. We have about 20 minutes left in the pod. Um, All right. I hope you're enjoying yourself. I think it's been a great conversation so far, but uh, it's time we turn to the wheel of fate. 
Uh, let's do it. Let's give it a spin. So what I'm going to do is write down all the numbers that the points of the wheel go to. So we 32. Got 32. 2. 1. 2. 3. 4. 5. 6. 7. 2011. So obviously we're not going to get through all these questions right now. Yeah, all right. Uh, but um, this is just if if you happen to give me one sentence answers, then we have. All, I'll do a speed these... round. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go speed round style. I'll, we'll try. We'll try because I'm yeah. always gonna have some follow up questions. But yeah. here we go. Number. I can't even read my writing. I'm gonna have to turn okay. to the wheel of fate again. Thirty two. Uh, Thirty two. And would you like to go easy, medium, or hard? Let me ask you that medium 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 yeah. 32 is what's been on your mind lately uh i'll tell you what i saw a movie last night that blew my mind it's a movie by adam mckay called don't look up and it's got leonardo dicaprio and uh jennifer lawrence and meryl streep and jonah hill it i thought it was uh maybe the best movie i've seen in in several years and it's getting bad reviews from critics and it's kind of perfect that it is because it's like satirizing these people who are giving it bad reviews. I'm like, this movie's about you. <laughs> but like, it's about, I mean, so this has been on my mind just the last couple of days of like, what, what real, what are we doing as, a, as a species? Because for the last several decades, scientists have been telling us that with almost a hundred percent certainty that our planet is dying and that that is happening and that there is scientific consensus on it. And we have just been dancing around this problem now for decades. We've just been dancing, just kind of passing the ball back and forth bureaucratically in politics and like, and doing little like kind of, uh, kind of cosmetic fixes and being like, let's not use plastic straws and stuff. But it's like on a big level, we're not fixing the problem. And every day that we don't, we get closer and closer to it being an unfixable problem and uh so I've, I've been thinking about that i've been thinking about how like i i <laughs> no yeah yeah no, I, I got you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i gotta watch that movie i heard about it and i actually heard like a very i don't know if it was did you post that on instagram i posted about it yeah okay it must have been what <laughs> i must have yeah. read your review about it and because you I've gave been me talking this... about it yeah, yeah yeah uh well so do you I'm trying to simplify this when I know it's not that simple. Um, but I do feel like you got that ultra rich, you know, I'm not going to call them the Illuminati, but you got folks out there pulling the strings, you know, trying to, uh, well, well, I guess we don't know. These are hypotheticals. But um, yeah, it feels that way. I don't know. Well, do, you, what, do you think that? What we do know is whether there's secret cabals or secret societies, I don't know. But what we do know is that the people who actually have the resources to do what's necessary to turn the tide and to convert all of our energy to clean, sustainable energy and to really, I mean, it, it, it's going to take a massive overhaul of global industry. Like several global industries are going to have to be completely overhauled in the way that they do everything, everything that they do. And that's very, very difficult. 
But the people who are actually capable of overseeing that and making sure that that happens, however painful of a process it is, however many people need to be fired or retrained to do their jobs in new ways, however many factories need to be leveled and rebuilt from the ground up, whatever it takes, um, those people aren't doing it. And they're not doing it seemingly for capitalistic reasons where they're just sort of like, this is the best way for us to keep making money at the clip we're making. And it seems kind of like they're just getting theirs while they're alive and saying, fuck you to the future. And uh, so I don't know if it's secret organizations, but it definitely seems like there are people with power and authority and ability to do something about this. And they are, every day they choose not to. And it, it's it prolongs the problem, yeah. Yeah, super mm. frustrating, man. I think yeah. I don't I don't get angry much, but I mean it's it's funny because I think about if I was in that position, would I be doing all the right things to, to turn the tide? And it's easy to say that when I'm not in that position uh, or in that. Or world. would I be just going to space? <laughs> <laughs> nah, yeah. I'm just gonna go to space. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, nah, man. And it's funny, Bezos yeah. came out of nowhere, or he didn't come out of nowhere, but he like. He took over the whole conversation of, you know, who's on top out of nowhere. <laughs> well, it's but, like uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates has kind of made climate change his whole thing. But I'm like, all right, well, how about y you guys? How about you and Bezos and, and Zuckerberg and and uh, and Musk? How about you guys just do it? How about you guys just take care of it? Just fucking do it. Just pay for all, pay for whatever it's going to cost and make it happen. But like they can't personally stomach taking the personal loss. And but I'm like, why the fuck not? You will be immortalized as sure. the saviors of mankind. <laughs> sure. Fucking do it. You know, like be be legendary heroes and you know, take take this task on. Like I, your egos surely surely that's appealing to your egos. The idea that you could be immortalized legendary yeah. and you know, like uh immortal heroes. And instead they're just like, nah, I just want to be rich. And it's like, all right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I feel I hear you, so, man. I hear you. If yeah. I could talk to them, hope you guys get on the podcast one day. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. see what you got to say about it. Uh, all right, well, let's jump into number two and two medium still. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so yeah. in the same kind of realm, what what do you think society should prioritize to fix in the world? Climate change. Climate <laughs> change. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think that um, it intersects with with pretty much everything. Um, like you can't talk about climate change without talking about racial justice and social justice. Uh, climate change, like like the climate and it, it, like it's all woven in. Like we put uh, disenfranchised and marginalized communities in places with worse pollution and stuff like that. It's all tied together. Um, but. It, of all the issues that we have, different groups vying for more equity, for more visibility, for more representation, uh, the workforce rising up and demanding better accommodations in the workplace and more better pay, uh, easier access to affordable healthcare, none of it fucking matters if the planet dies in 30 to 50 years. Doesn't matter. And so it just all seems so petty in the face of the fact that like, that, that you know that we've got hard scientific data that's just like guys 
Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> so yeah, that. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, I think the kids these days are are uh, hip to the game, and are probably yeah. you know tra- trying to figure it out a lot more than older folks because yeah. you know they're they're not going to be around. So why why should they care? Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven, still medium. We could just keep it all medium. It's medium. I like the medium. All right. This one is if your life stages were broken into books what would it what would they be called so you could give me an age range and that's that book another age range that's the next book however you want to break it up okay um so like zero to 18 would be called the golden boy or the golden Mm. years i'm like this young mormon kid in utah and i'm doing everything right i'm going to church every week and i believe in this thing and it's like my whole life and then 18 to 30 would be i don't know the fall (laughs) like the like i fall from grace i depart from the blueprint i uh lose my faith in god and in everything and i get super involved in party culture and i had a hey i had a good time i had (laughs) i i I, I did some fun drugs and i you know got to be pretty promiscuous and i had a good time um but i also got really really depressed and uh and kind of wasn't really on track to to i wasn't really about the business that i'm supposed to be about like i wasn't i wasn't getting on the path that I'm supposed to be on of, uh, and, you know, and then after 30 and to, to now I'm turning 34 next month, I would say that, um, like the rebuild or like the regrowth, the rebirth, the, like, it's like, it's like coming back to life and it's like back to like, it's the, it's my thirties have been so far, like my chance to be the kind of person that I was trying to be in my twenties, you know? Mm. So, yeah. yeah. Got you. Uh, very similar to my story. I would say, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's do number 24 medium. We're do doing it hard. It, this one, let's go 24 hard, 24 hard, 24 hard. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, what is your mission in your life? What, what is your mission? Oh man. If I'm being completely honest, if the if the goal is honesty, I don't know if I'm if I'm gonna have kids. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna have children. And I think people, I think humans instinctively, for some reason, want to leave something behind. We want to. So a lot of people, it's their kids. They're like, that's what I'm gonna leave behind. That's what I'm gonna. My legacy is going to be this progeny that I created, and like they're going to kind of carry the lessons that I taught them that were taught to me, and I'm gonna sort of help the. So. I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids, which means that the my my progeny, what I'm giving to the world, what I'm hoping to put in the world, I just want to create something that I'm remembered for. You know, I want to like I want to create something that lasts. I want to create some work that outlives me. I want to um and I don't you know and it is like it's all for self-serving ego reasons like same with having children it's all because we we want some part of us to live on after we're dead you know but i try to view this process as like i want to i want to leave something of value you know something that that can be 
looked at and talked about and learned from and and pondered on and thought about you know like i don't want to just like leave some legacy where they're like oh this is the guy that made so you know like just like some viral video that i made on tiktok or something that's just like like i made a song called turtleneck and blazers it's like that would suck if it was that <laughs> but i would i would like it to be something that like feels meaningful and useful you know for sure man yeah. uh thank, thank you for sharing that too i think that's such a real thing that a lot of uh a lot of folks this generation is going through um uh, for me i keep keep i feel like i'm putting it off like i know i there's a part of me that wants to have a kid and also think about like you know i try to i don't know if you see the sign behind me it says let go of ego and i'm trying to like try to keep my ego outside of raising the kid like i and a part of me feels like if i if it happens then i would tell myself well that there goes everything that i want to do for myself you know like i'm not gonna right. be doing the podcast i'm not gonna be pursuing to get on the screen and everything mm-hmm. um and i almost feel like it's pretty selfish of me to feel like i couldn't do that without you know with, with if I had it, because some, some folks who are doing their thing and had kids early, they're like, you know, sometimes that's the thing that that pushes you forward and motivates you more. Um, but I, for me personally, knowing myself, it's it's not that, <laughs> you know, that's that's me telling yeah. myself it's time to put things down and your life is not about you anymore. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that it, it is for me like a scary thing uh, to, to be real. Uh, so. I'm not I'm going to knock on wood cuz I don't know what where life is going to take me but it is if I do I know it's not now <laughs> and it might not be for a while cuz I still got a lot of work to do you know <laughs> Yeah um so Yeah yeah how it goes Uh mm-hmm. well all right we we could leave it at that that hard question I think that was a, a great way to all end right. that um and we will jump into uh us let me see I hope this works and it didn't work. Let me get you on here real quick. But uh, <laughs> it is it's called the 34th Mantra. And I don't know if you can see what's below on, on the bottom, but it says, I am, I can, and I will. Uh, I basically want this video to be for yourself. You are talking to yourself. Uh, and I want you to finish the phrase, I am blank, I can blank, I will blank. How would you f- uh, fill that in for yourself? I am enough. I can. Live an abundant life. I will live an abundant and fulfilling and meaningful life. Oh, man. Uh, thank you for participating. And if you ever need a reminder, now you got that little soundbite of you talking to yourself, uh, you know, of who you are and what you're going to do. Um, all right. Let's That's jump special. In. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's always weird. I don't know how people take it because it's uncomfortable no. looking in the mirror. And thank you for sharing with, with me, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go with our closeout questions. <clears throat> My first closeout question with you for you is going to be from Il Al, from my previous guest. Uh, All right. Al, it's a two-parter. The first one is, what makes you special? <laughs> my mustache. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think 
I think the fact that I come from a community where there is a very like specific blueprint of how to do life and the vast majority of my friends that I grew up with and people that I grew up with followed the blueprint and I just very very much so did not and like a lot of people that I meet who are similar minded as me or like who are in the same space as me like they grew up around other artists or around like liberal people and like I I had to I had to kind of go out and like get this life on my own because it's not what all my friends were doing and it's not what you know and so I think that that's what makes me special is that like I really had to like I had to kind of fight for this identity I had you know and I think that you see that with you know, people uh, in the LGBTQIA plus community. I relate to the queer community a lot because of that. I know that it's not the same thing. I'm not being persecuted for my identity in any way, but I relate to that feeling of like, I had to leave the norm of my social construct that I was raised in and sort of like fight for, for my identity and say like, this is actually who I am and who I would prefer to be in the world even while people are looking at me going, what the hell are you doing? Like you, you have so much potential kid, you're ruining it. So mm. I think that I had to, yeah, that's, that's something that makes me special. I got you, man. Uh, yeah. And his follow-up question was, how does it feel to know you are extremely loved? Feels safe, feels peaceful feels serene. I know that there's people in my life who are with me for the long haul. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of certainty in that and it just feels really secure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, my, my second to last question for you is what would you like to ask the next guest that comes on to 34 questions? Okay. Uh, what's stopping you? Gotcha. All right. I'm always curious, like, uh, you know, I have guests who plan to come on, but then things always switch up, but curious who, who's going to get that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right and my last question for you the question that ties everything together you know what what would you like your descendants to know about you you know a few, few generations down the road they're watching this video getting to know you what would you like to tell them wouldn't it be crazy if somebody related to me found this because i mean if the, if the future is like as advanced as we think it could be if we survive uh, surely they can just have archives of so just you look up your lineage and you just get to watch. That's the craziest thing is like, can you imagine if our ancestors two or three or four generations back had a YouTube channel and we could watch their YouTube channel? Like, so crazy. Um, so if, the, God, if there is, oh, what a mind trip too for them <laughs> to be watching this. They're watching this, let's say a hundred years from now, they're watching this and they're going, He's talking about it right now. Like he's talking <laughs> and I'm like looking at them going, you, I'm talking about you, the person watching this. Oh, um, I guess the thing I want you to know about me, if you don't already know it from watching this whole thing is that like, this is how my brain works is like, just the thought of you existing is crazy to me. 
and I've <laughs> I'm just a I'm just an endlessly curious person and I I I love being curious. I love thinking about are we in a simulation? Are we not? What could what could the universe potentially be composed of? Um, and I also love not knowing the answers to those things. I love maybe where you are, you have answers to these questions. Maybe you guys figured out that we are in a simulation and you all came to terms with it. Y'all went, ah, whatever. There's nothing we can do about it. Like maybe that's the point you're at. I don't know. But like I think um curiosity and critical thinking and uh and and being, you know, uh a person who loves to learn new things, who's who's open to being wrong. I think that's the that's the key. That's the juice. That's the secret sauce. Is just like staying excited about the next chapter of the movie that is your life. Like you, you you know, you get to experience this show that that lasts however long it it lasts. And um, I don't know. Yeah. So. Sure. God, I hope so bad that there's someone who's related to me who's watching this in the future. That'd be so cool. You know, I'm like that guy from Men's Warehouse. You know, I can almost guarantee that's going to happen. Um, yeah. Yeah, man. I, I, I'm glad that you were able to kind of make that connection in your mind because this is exactly what it's all about. Uh, mm. You know, trying to figure out who I was and, you know, the kind of person I am. I was I didn't grow up with my grandparents, so I never got to know them. And I always wondered, you know, did they like talking to people? Were they like in any way like me and or, you know, it, trying to find that connection. And since I never got it, this is just the perfect way for me to help people make that connection for their descendants, you know, one day. So if you're watching, you know, now, now, you know, <laughs> uh, but, this is so awesome. This is a really cool show. I like this show a lot. Thank you, man. Uh, it means a lot. It means a lot. Um, yeah it's funny you might if, if you do watch some of the episodes uh maybe you'll see somebody that you know that hasn't happened yet but i'm, I'm hoping that people eventually kind of see like oh shit we're kind of connecting this six degrees of separation type thing um yeah. but yeah so thank you for those kind words man um any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here like your can you name drop your podcast again and yeah, sure. uh your the handle if, if people didn't get Plugs. it yet. I'm going to plug some stuff. My podcast is called People Pleaser with Austin Archer. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. It's uh, not on YouTube. I don't film it. I should film it. But yeah, People Pleaser with Austin Archer. You can follow me on TikTok, Twitter, or Instagram at yourpal underscore Austin. And then I'm also on YouTube as just Austin Archer. A lot of my content goes up on YouTube as well. Music videos on YouTube and songs and stuff like that. Um yeah, Austin Archer on Apple Music and Spotify. Just listen to my music if you want. I'm on Cameo. You want to get a Cameo from me? I'm on Cameo. All right. Okay. <laughs> That's big time right there. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sure, man. Um, I want to thank you again for stopping by. And great conversation, man. Um, hopefully, maybe a year or two from now, I could touch base with you. Maybe get you back on for round two uh, just to see how things are going, how things are progressing. Um I want to thank all the folks out there. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, appreciate your time as well. Remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace. Uh,